Among these were Antigonus, the grandson of one of his commanders, who became ruler of Macedonia and Greece, Seleucus, a general who inherited most of the old Persian Empire, and Ptolemy, another general, and one of Alexander's closest companions, who was given the land of Egypt. Ptolemy immediately began work to protect his new kingdom from his rivals. The fleet of ships he built commanded the Mediterranean. The navy was based in Alexandria, which quickly became a great center of commerce and trade, especially since Ptolemy did all he could to encourage merchants and craftsmen to emigrate there. He established a national bank and erected one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the great lighthouse of Alexandria. From its position on the island of Pharos, the light from the 370-foot tower could be seen from miles at sea. Alexandria was soon one of the richest cities in the world, with goods pouring in from Africa, the British Isles, China, Spain, and India. Its warehouses were crammed with tin, cotton, amber, precious metals, and grains. Not only was it a rich city, it was a beautiful one. Carefully planned by Alexander's engineers, it boasted broad, clean streets that were lit at night. Pedestrians could stroll in safety down covered sidewalks, and the city citizens enjoyed fresh water piped directly to their homes. Stadiums, baths, gymnasiums, and concert halls were freely available to all. Ptolemy established a museum that consisted of a library containing half a million volumes, lecture rooms, and exhibition halls. Attracting both students and learned men from all over the world who wanted to both learn and teach there, the museum became the world's first true university. The catalog of the library alone consisted of 120 scrolls that were each up to 20 feet long. To all of this, Ptolemy added an observatory, where a Greek scientist named Aristarchus determined that the earth and planets circled the sun. Here also, Eratosthenes measured the circumference of the planet. Alexandria quickly replaced Athens as the seat of Greek science and learning. At the university, students could study astronomy, geography, physics, mathematics, zoology, language, and literature. The children of the Ptolemies, the Ptolemaic dynasty, studied there, as did the children of ordinary citizens, with the result that the royal princes and princesses received the best educations available in the world. The wealthy inhabitants, including Ptolemy himself and his family, lived in unprecedented luxury. Spacious, airy, well-lit rooms were decorated with fine paintings, carved furniture, and elaborate mosaics on the floors. Ptolemy's own palaces, built of marble and set in the middle of vast gardens, were located on a point of land that formed one side of the city's harbor. Ptolemy was eager to turn Egypt into a model Grecian colony. Egyptian craftsmen were encouraged to abandon their traditional working methods and adapt those of Greece. Greek was also considered the official language of Egypt. 
Although all of the Ptolemies were tolerant and even interested in Egyptian religion and culture, they never considered the country to be anything other than a sub-kingdom of Greece. Greek was made the official language. Greeks occupied all positions of authority and power, and Egyptian cities were given new Greek names. In fact, Egypt itself is a Greek name. The Egyptians had called their country Kemet. No native Egyptian would again rule Egypt for 1,500 years. Ptolemy ruled Egypt in the name of Philip III and Alexander IV, the joint kings of Greece. As the empire of Alexander the Great continued to disintegrate, Ptolemy took the title of king in 305 B.C., founding the Ptolemaic dynasty that was to rule Egypt for nearly 300 years.